Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. I am Ranchi, the pitch, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. Sirius XM Channel 159. We're kicking it. Daryl Orlando Ledbetter will step up and in from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution uh, with us a little bit uh, later on. We'll talk some Atlanta Falcon uh, football as uh, we run the gauntlet. Countdown to kickoff is on the National Football League preseason. Kicks off in less than 24 hours. Raiders and Jags. Raiders are minus 2.5-point favorites right now. The money line is minus 142. And um, the total is 29 and a half. This total is incredibly low. It's stupidly low. And we should note two of the last four Hall of Fame games have gone over this number. Right? Like, people think because of the quarterbacks are going to be in the game that because the quarterbacks are subpar or inexperienced, etc., that there'll be no points, but there could be turnovers. There could be pick sixes. There could be a punt return, right? There could be a fumble. Preseason games are wild. And, you know, there's also there's also a, a thought process, too, that, like, the preseason games are automatically going to go under the number or something. Like, they don't. There's a lot of high-scoring preseason games. Some teams let it rip, man, right? Some teams let it rip. And one team that does let it rip, and we should note coming into the season here, like what? What is Harbaugh's? What is Harbaugh's preseason record right now? They they set the record last year, right? They they, they tie it, so I think they're they're one win away right now. Yeah. So the, this is for for those of you, and it's funny. I don't bet. I don't bet uh, the preseason. Yeah, the Baltimore Ravens have won nineteen straight preseason games. 19 straight. So, do you think they want to win? You think they take it seriously? The 
they've tied Green Bay's mark of 19 straight preseason uh, uh, wins from 1959 to 1962. The last time the Ravens lost a preseason game was 2015. What, what an incredible run. What, what, what an incredible run these guys are on. They haven't lost a preseason game in like nearly 2,500 days. <laughs> right? How about this? Since they've won 19 straight preseason games, they've lost 28 regular season games. So that's what I'm saying. Like when people tell you, you want to talk about the preseason and what's what, you know what I mean? What uh, as opposed to regular season, when people, oh, I don't the preseason. Yeah, because has any team won 19 games in a row in the regular season? The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Countdown to kickoff is on. It's getting real. The Las Vegas Raiders are minus two and a half point favorites in the Hall of Fame game. The money line is minus 142. The total is 29 and a half. We like the Raiders uh, to win this game. Do we love the Raiders to win this game? No. It's a tricky spot, uh, but there will be opportunities for us in the preseason. Next week, there's a full slate of football, including the Atlanta Falcons and the Detroit Lions. We'll talk Atlanta Falcon football. We'll send it to the ATL. Daryl Orlando Ledbetter, who covers the Falcons for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, will step up and in and kick it uh, with us. Uh, you don't like to bet the preseason. Oh, I don't bet on the preseason. It's, uh, it's it's too random. Well, there's nothing random about the Baltimore Ravens winning 19 straight preseason games for the record. The Baltimore Ravens open up uh, next Thursday night, hosting the Tennessee Titans. The Ravens are four-point favorites. You'll notice, uh, you know, a lot of one-and-a-halves. Like, you look at the, the Raider and the Jaguar game, two-and-a-half right now. New York Giants and New England Patriots. Patriots minus two. Atlanta Falcons and the Detroit Lions. The Falcons minus one-and-a-half, and it might be the only damn time the Falcons are favored for the next four years in this game. <laughs> How do we not take the Detroit Lions uh, in this game? But that's another story. You see where I'm going with this, though? Look at the Cleveland Browns and the Jags are one-and-a-half. The Jets and the Eagles is one-and-a-half. The Bengals and the Cardinals is one and a half. The Packers and the 49ers is one. But then you look at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are minus four, minus 195 on a money line. And I tell you, they'll only go up right now. And unfortunately, the odds makers, they don't sleep. They're up 24-7 and not three, uh, three, six, five. We're talking, you know, four, eight, five type of deal. These guys got eyes in the back of their head and they're already posting up. Beware of, um, beware of guard dog and gun signs to keep you away from taking the Baltimore Ravens who have won 19 straight preseason football games. San Diego continues to roll. Colorado gets uh, destroyed once again. Soto makes his debut, but it's Brandon Jury who becomes just a third player in Major League Baseball history to hit a grand slam with his new team midseason in his first at-bat on the first pitch. It's only happened twice before. 1960-1915. Welcome to the club, Brandon. Slam Diego. This is Portraits. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. There's nothing like your podcast selection. The topics and banter make for the complete driving experience. Kind of like Goodyear Auto Service. They offer full service car service. Whatever comes your way, they're ready with a lot of know-how and some friendly tips to help keep you moving. Keep the podcast flowing and your car going with Goodyear Auto Service. For all-around car care, visit GoodyearAutoService.com. You're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Level 3, this is Sports Rage. I am Marinci. Shout out to our boy Sko in, uh, in Michigan asking uh, about the NFL NFL schedule as far as uh, Sports Grid uh, Radio and TV is concerned. I do, I can't tell you. Listen, for years we've been doing the in-game live stuff, and I don't want to claim that we were the first ever to do it because I can't say that. I don't know. You know what I mean? But I can tell you we were kind of like pretty much the first people to do this. And in fact, like I kind of can tell you I was. It goes back years. Like um, years ago I was on the radio in Montreal. It's like you know, literally like 18, 19, 20 years ago type thing. And... I was doing, I was on like, I was doing sports rage, um, but I wasn't on Saturday nights and they asked me to go on Saturday nights and I told them, why the hell would I go on the radio at the exact same time that the Montreal Canadiens are playing? I said, that's like doing a radio show. That's like doing a radio show in Green Bay at the same time the Packers are playing or like, yeah, I said, it's like doing a radio show at the same time Alabama's playing Alabama. I said, 99.9% of the city are watching this game. I said, I don't know, why would I do that? And they said, well, come on. And I, I gave them like a crazy, you know, at the time, not crazy money, but at the time, more money you know, than they wanted to pay. I said, listen, if you give me this much money, I'll do it. And and they said, all right. And I was like, all right. And then it turned out people were calling me during the game and stuff. Right? What do you think of the game? What do you think of the bets? And, and then in intermission, my phone would light up and stuff. And I became more popular than their post-game show because I got a head start already. And I sort of clued in. I was like, man, people don't all like this sound up. Like they want to, they'd rather chill with someone and just watch the play-by-play, right? And then honestly, it goes back, and I'll give credit to um, to uh, SBR, uh, to Sportsbook Review, SBR years ago. It was me and Donnie, actually. Me and Donnie Wrightside. That's how Donnie's on the grid, because I used to do a show with Donnie. So years ago, me and Donnie and Big Man on Campus, um, who's now on Barstool, or with Barstool was, or whatever, um, that was years ago. Like, many years ago. You know what I mean? That we were doing, same thing, live in-game stuff. And not a lot of people did it. Now everybody does it. Everybody. Not a Manning cast. You know what I mean? Everybody does it. But we, we've been doing it for years. Had some great times over the years. Great memories, especially the wins. But had a lot of fun when we were doing it. And, uh, you know, one, you know, every year we have different casts and stuff like that. 
I've been one of the mainstays, but about five years ago, four years ago, whatever it was, but we were doing it uh, out of Studio 34 in New York, right across the street from Madison Square Garden, and it was a great Sunday cast we had. It was me, Corey Parson, and NFL running back Hall of Famer, San Diego State Aztec great uh, Marshall Falk. It was a great, it was a great mix between me, Corey, and Marshall. Because, you know what I mean, like, you have us, and you know, like, how talk show hosts and everyone will say crazy things. We had an NFL Hall of Famer to check us. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this guy sucks, or this and that. <laughs> Marshall would get so mad, and, like, during the breaks, he'd be like, you guys really are idiots. Like, he'd really, <laughs> he'd get into it with Corey way more than me. Because Corey would say, like, really crazy things about players and stuff, and Marshall would get so mad. It was really, like, it was it was a fun year that year. <laughs> I think Marshall, we did it with two years of Marshall. We did it with Dave Anderson, who was on the show was at the Super Bowl, former Denver Bronco wide receiver. He was fun doing it. We did a college show with him every Saturday. We've been doing it for years. So um, last year we did it with Joe Ranieri. This year, though, we're going to be doing the early games again. We always did the 1 o'clock games, but I was on the West Coast, so they said, why don't you do the late games? The late games are actually the better games, but the problem is I do the late games. I'm on for four hours. I'm on from 4 o'clock Eastern to 8 o'clock, and then I'm doing sports trades again a couple hours later, and it's like seven hours of content in a, a 10-hour span, <laughs> right? So I told them this year, I said, yo, put me back on the early game, right? I'm going to be up anyways. I don't care. It's not like I'm going to sleep in past the NFL. I said, I'm up anyways on Sunday morning. I don't you know, go out and party during the NFL season on Saturday nights. you got to be ready. Chris, for NFL football, and... Um, I said, say, put me on the early games. Um, so I'm back on the early 1 o'clock slot this year. SCOA Michigan's asking. A lot of people want me and Cam to do the show together. And, um, I, you know, I, we should, to be honest. They like to break us up, you know what I mean? It covers the day, so to speak. They know, you know what I mean? But at the same point in time, there's enough talent here that, you know, I don't know, we'll see what happens. It's not really, you know what I mean? I'm not one of these guys, like, I'm not LeBron and stuff, so I don't really tell them what to do, right? I, I, I you know, I can play with anybody type of thing, you know. There are exceptions. <laughs> I've been pretty free, like, over the years. I told a story before. The one guy that I really disliked a lot, man, me and him did a really good show together. But I ended up, it was too bad, though, because I ended up liking him, right? <laughs> like, I remember I did a show with this guy. I did not like the guy. And I actually told the management, I was like, listen, I don't want to do a show with this guy. And he doesn't want to do a show with me. It's the stupidest idea ever to put us together. I said, we're nothing alike in real life. And I said, we don't even like each other. I said, we don't even talk like in the hallway. And he said, exactly. It'll be great radio. And it turned out it was. <laughs> like, it turned out it was, except the thing is, it was all great. It was all like we, we'd get into it all the time. And it was really good because he was a smart guy. I just didn't really like him. But then, like, you know what I mean? Whatever. We, we were doing, if you end up doing a good show with some guy, like, you end up, whatever. We ended up getting along, right? Like, this was good. And I liked him because he used to come in and he'd tell me, listen, he go like he tell me he go listen man. He goes I'm just gonna put it on a tee for you. He goes I really don't care if they won or lost. He goes I've got more money on the Red Sox game. All he cared about was the Red Sox, right? He goes you guys hosted like these shows because I don't care. He goes do your thing, Rancy. I do my thing and he go right right back. And I liked him because I was like hey he stays out of my way. He just puts the he puts the ball on the tee for me. So I used to say to him thanks, bro. And he goes oh thank you. So I got along with him. It was yeah P card good host. Uh, he's a talented guy. 
All right, so speaking of talented, uh, you don't get more much more talented than Vince Scully. And they always say, you know what, and I'm not comparing myself to any of these greats, but somebody once told me that. They said, Marenzi, I could listen to you read a phone book for three hours. They said, your show goes by in like 10 minutes, which is the ultimate compliment, right? So... This is actually from Dan Showman, who I brought up, brought up earlier. Dan Showman, the great broadcaster, who is awesome, one of the best, really is one of the best, if not, you know, he's one of the best right now in the world at what he does. So Dan Showman, nice guy too, Dan Showman. It's crazy how the best guys are really nice guys, and the average guys are the guys with the Eagles. But Dan Showman, really nice guy, he asked Vince Scully to read a grocery list. Um, just, you know, and to, to see, all right, you know, he's because everyone says Vince Scully would be so entertaining. You, know, you could listen to him say anything. You could read them like a grocery list. Well, we have Vince Scully reading a grocery list. Let's hear him do it. Sure, Andy, I'd be happy to. Well, let's see. We've got a dozen eggs, a quart of milk, a loaf of bread, a can of frozen orange juice, six small white onions, a green pepper, garlic powder, a package of American cheese, pickles, kosher, that is, bananas, cornflakes, maple syrup, two toothpaste, paper towels, toilet paper, six bars of soap, hot dogs, quarter pound of chopped meat, steak, lamb chops, package of spaghetti, three apples, bologna, cottage cheese, a pound of butter, two ears of corn, beer, ketchup, peanut butter, soy sauce, and a half a pound of coffee. And a, and, a, and a bottle of bourbon, a bag of fireworks, and a box of condoms, please. Uh, see, entertaining, Enter, entertaining. Maybe one of these nights I'll try just reading a phone book. Hey, Kol- Koloski, <laughs> the great, the great uh, Vince Cully. That really was great. Just hearing him, uh, man. He just has that voice. He 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 just uh, he just he just has that voice. Shout out to our boy, not uh, Matthias in the booth in Los Angeles, but Matthias in Germany. Like the Matthias, like the guitarist of the Scorpions. What's up, Matthias? Well, Rams Patriots Super Bowl. What was the best? What my Rams Patriots Super Bowl story? Yeah, yeah, that was the best. Yeah, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. You know, it's crazy though that I'm still standing, and so is Tom Brady. That's when my career started. That was my first Super Bowl that I covered. Tom Brady beating the Rams. I lost thousands of dollars, and I had to go on the radio like half an hour after the game. It's the first time I had to go on the radio after losing thousands. Falcon Talk next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Gable Morenci, Sirius XM Channel 159, a mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Countdown to kickoff continues. The Atlanta Falcons take on the Detroit Lions next Friday night. The first time they're going to be taking the field without Matt Ryan on the roster. And a man that's been covering the Dirty Bird for a long time, Daryl Orlando Ledbetter, steps up and in for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Daryl, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Sure, no problem, Gabe. Thanks for having me tonight. 
So listen, how strange is it um, that Matt Ryan isn't in a Falcons camp for the first time, man, since like 2007? It makes me feel old to say that, but it's true. Yeah, no question about it. It's definitely been an adjustment uh, to get used to different guys throwing the ball out there, different look on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but yeah, Matt Ryan, uh, they had to move on. He's in Indianapolis now, and we'll see. Uh, wish him the best up there with the Colts as the Falcons transition under a new quarterback. Well, they transition under a new quarterback that has a relationship uh, with the head coach, of course, Arthur Smith and Mariota uh, together in Tennessee. What do you see from Marcus Mariota? He seems to be very grateful and blessed for the opportunity to lead this football team. Yes, no question about it. Uh, you know, they, they know what he can do. They know each other. Uh, you know, they're going to play within his skill set. You know, you can't drop back 40 times a game with him. He's a mobile quarterback or RPO guy. Um, you know, some some accuracy issues and, and so forth. So you got to put a team around him and play to his strengths. And that's what it looks like they're trying to do here in training camp. What do you see? Uh, what do you see, Daryl? What do you hear as far as Desmond Ritter is concerned? There's no need to rush him. Obviously, a third-round draft pick. This quarterback class was so polarizing, in, you know, in a draft, and we saw the QBs fall. But a lot of people did like Ritter, and you know, and think that Ritter's game translates well into the National Football League. Still early right now, but what's your impression? Uh, what's your impression of Desmond, and what's the team's impression of Desmond so far? Yeah, they are. They were very impressed with how uh, quick he's picked things up, how he's uh, poised and learned all his calls and so forth, uh, the respect of his teammates. And so, you know, he's a guy that they want to work with and develop. You know, it's just going to be a matter of how much time they can get him in there and, uh, you know, and see what he can do. But, yeah, he's definitely a talent. Uh, they want to uh, see if they can bring him along and turn him into an NFL quarterback. Now, we've had a lot of guests on over the last couple of weeks previewing the season, talking about the props and the odds uh, that are out there. And I got to tell you, man, the Falcons are getting disrespected pretty much on a nightly basis. They are rebuilding right now. So nobody, you know, I don't think anybody in that building, you know, is is thinking about, you know, a Super Bowl uh, right now. But with that being stated, do they hear this? Do they have a chip on their shoulder? Do they hear everybody saying they could be one of the worst, if not the worst teams in the National Football League, or at least that's the perception. What's uh, what's the feeling in the building? Yeah, they they're hearing it. They uh, they're not happy about it. The coach and the and the uh, defensive coordinator responded already yesterday. Uh, Cordell Patterson said, "Well, hey, so long as we win more than two games, we've already been a success." You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know they got block it out, but then they they're getting it both ways. Listen, the win total right now, he's, he's exaggerating a little bit because it is four and a half. It, it is four and a half. Listen, they've got some nice skill position players on this football team. Um, clearly, and I know you wrote about the, you know, the defense and the culture on defense. I mean, they're giving up 27 points a game. It's just too many points to give up. You can't find yourself in track meets, especially with the way this offense is built uh, right now. Is there going to be progress? Are you seeing any progress? Uh, what about the defense? And if anyone's got a chip on their shoulder, it's got to be the guys on the defensive side of the ball on this team. 
Yeah, no question about it. They revamped the linebacker core. They lost Foyer, Ulukan, Deion Jones has been out. Uh, you got Rashard Evans in here from Tennessee and uh, Lorenzo Carter from the Giants, you know. Um, and, and they think that, uh, you know, the second year in the 3-4, they have guys that understand uh, what they're trying to do and uh, believe they can execute it. They got Grady Jarrett up front. They got uh, A.J. Terrell at one in the corner. So, you know, they got to try to coalesce things and bring the unit along to somewhere that they are, you know, cutting down that 27 points a game that the, they've been giving up here uh, over the last year. Daryl Orlando Ledbetter kicking with us from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution covers the Dirty Bird, the Atlanta Falcons. So you know, everybody knows the Falcons are rebuilding, uh, but I got to tell you, uh, Daryl, from everybody that we talk to, uh, you know, all of our fantasy guests and 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 analysts and and draft experts all love Drake London, right? And they all think that you know that this guy is a big time, going to be a big time NFL a player. Once again, it's still early uh, right now, but what are you seeing uh, from Drake and what he brings to the table? And you've seen some pretty good wide receivers over the years in the ATL. Yeah, no question about it. He's looked great in the uh, off season and during the first part of uh, the practices where, you know, there wasn't much tackling and, uh, you know, no pads on and so forth. So I want to see what he does. Uh, can he put these same type of days together now that the pads are on, there's a little hitting going on and so forth because, uh, you know, that's the big tail at that position. There's a lot of guys running around free against air and, looking great, but then you put the pads on, you want to see him to continue to do it. But that's his reputation as a physical receiver, and, and so he should be okay. But, yeah, the early signs are that he looks the part, uh, certainly worthy of the top ten pick, and should be a weapon uh, for the Falcons definitely uh, coming out of the slot. When they put him in the slot, he'll have a mismatch, and he'll be able to um, uh, get open against smaller defensive backs. I love I love your honesty uh, there. He said, "Yeah, no, it's all good. It's almost like uh, you know the saying in the fight game: everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth, right? <laughs> so let's see right. let's see what happens when he starts getting smoked over the middle of the field. Uh, but big time playmaker, and you know he just has a knack for scoring, going up and getting the football. Um, you know, a, a nose for the end zone, so to speak. Big fan of his uh, with the USC Trojans. Kyle Pitts got talked about uh, last year." And, I mean, this guy really is uh, that good. What's your takeaways and your impressions from him coming into uh, his second uh, year now? And how comfortable is he? Now, like, you know, does he, you know, is he, is he become somewhat of a leader? Because he's sort of their best player. He is their best player. But it's kind of rare and unique because he's only a second-year player and he's a tight end slash hybrid. But talk to me a little about, uh, about Kyle Pitts and what can we expect from him uh, this year? How are they going to work him into the offense? Yeah, I, I did a one-on-one -on -one with Kyle before the uh, camp started, uh, you know, downtown with, uh, you know, some fans and everything. And he's really confident in, in where he's headed and where uh, he thinks he could take the team. He likes both for the quarterbacks. Uh, you know, he's been killing it at practice. So, uh, you know, the only question is, hey, can these guys get him the ball? Uh, but, yeah, he's moving. He's getting open on A.J. Terrell. Uh, they put Richie Grant on him at times, the strong safety. But uh, he's definitely 
pointing upward as far as his uh, trajectory in the league. Uh, he did like the fact that he only scored one touchdown last year, so he's really, really uh, on a vengeance to get into the end zone more frequently uh, the second year. But, yeah, he, he's definitely okay with being a leader in the second uh, year in the league, and he's definitely blessed with a lot of gifts as a running tight end, a running and receiving tight end. So uh, the sky's the limit for this kid. The issue is can they get him the ball? And so uh, hopefully they figure out how to do that and, and uh, he can blossom in his second year in the league. So much fun watching him play uh, football. So speaking of the tight end uh, position, uh, Felipe Franks, former quarterback, um, Florida Gator quarterback, um, has has moved to the tight end uh, position and becoming more comfortable uh, right now. We've seen we've seen quarterbacks um, have success. Logan Thomas uh, is a good example of moving to the tight end uh, position. What are you seeing from Felipe Franks, and does he really have a future uh, as a tight end in the National Football League? Felipe is doing a, a great job in practice. He's moving around. Uh, they got him running a lot of short routes. He's flashed his hands here over uh, the last couple practices. And it's just a matter of, uh, you know, uh, putting those days together. Uh, you know, he's only 237 pounds, so he's not going to block anybody on the, at the end of the line. But uh, he can be a receiving tight end. He's more athletic than you would think of most quarterbacks. Uh, so, yeah, this is something that might work for the Falcons, uh, uh, you know, down over the long haul, you know, to have a backup tight end and an emergency quarterback on the roster that will add depth to your team and give you another option at that position. Well, as we stated, uh, the Falcons open up their preseason next Friday in Detroit against uh, the Lions, and the season opener is against the New Orleans uh, Saints, a team that Atlanta has always played uh, tough against, actually, and the Falcons are getting five and a half points. So last question for you here, over under four and a half wins, what's your win projection as of right now for the Atlanta Falcons this year? Yeah, it's uh, I got them, uh, you know, going under here. I can only give them two wins. Uh, you know, they're going to fight and play tough. But, uh, you know, it's a heck of a schedule. You know, they open up with the Saints, then go to the Rams, then Seattle, then Cleveland, then Tampa Bay. And I really only see, you know, one win in there, maybe, maybe two. Uh, but, you know, uh, um, you know, I just don't see Mariota being able to carry them through this tough schedule. So, uh, I'm going with the under on the 4.5 there right now. Oh, my God, man. Uh, they're going to love you in Atlanta when you give this this, uh, this prediction right now. But, hey, Daryl Daryl ain't holding back. Daryl, great catching up with you. Thanks a lot for um, you know catching us up with everything that's going on with the Atlanta Falcon camp uh, right now. We'll catch up with you down the road. Thanks for the time, my man. Sure, no problem, Gabe. Thanks for having me. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
Link that anger management class. This is Fortridge. Thanks to Daryl Orlando Ledbetter. Atlanta Journal-Constitution for kicking it with us. So we've talked Arizona with Balzer, Falcons with Ledbetter, Dolphins with Merrick Brave, Raiders with Vinny B, Rams with uh, Rich Hammond. So I'm pretty good. I mean, it's just off the top of my head. Boom, 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 boom. I'm, am I missing one? I think that's it. Right, so what are we? So Arizona, we got the A's done. The A's are out of the way. <laughs> Arizona, we checked in with Arizona and Atlanta. Arizona Atlanta is done. Miami is done. The Rams is done. The Raiders we did. I believe that's it. That's that's five. Good job though. We're 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 we're, we're going through. But these not a mission we'll to do every team. We'll nail them all. We'll nail them all. No doubt. All right. So um, Daryl says the Falcons win two games. Not a lot of love from for a guy that covers the team. You heard him say that Cordarrelle Patterson said, "Hey, if we win two games, that's a success." Uh, sarcastically. Well, that's what people are thinking. Listen, I think the Bears are going to be a bad football team this year. I don't I don't see how the Bears get to seven. But let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons schedule. So we've got listeners uh, in the ATL tuning in right now. Shout out to wherever you may be joining us uh, this evening. Um, we're looking forward to uh, this weekend series with the Dodgers and the Friars. We're going to be there on Saturday night. Um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be quite the weekend, especially with the the, the passing of Vince Scully. A lot of emotion at uh, Dodger Stadium. It's a nice uh, nice vigil and. Um, Memorial set up outside uh, the sign outside the stadium as it is now. So, yeah, we got a big weekend. Raiders tomorrow. Football's back. NFL, it's time to start pulling the trigger. Uh, the league is appealing to Sean Watson, which, you know what, for me might be a good thing, actually. I'm sick of it. I don't want to talk about it, but I didn't wait. It's time to start betting for real. And I put the bet in. I put $1,000 in yesterday live on the TV show. And I put $1,000 on the uh, Browns under nine and a half. Uh, listen, I don't even care if Deshaun Watson plays and he comes back on the 23rd. They're still not going over the number. I said at the time, I don't care if he played the entire season. I don't think they would win 10 games. And I stand by it. And he ain't playing the entire season. And now who knows what's going to happen. I already got my bet in. And uh, but we'll see. Like imagine if like Goodell gets crazy and like wants a war with the PA and stuff, and he just says, "Yeah, I'm suspending you anyways, and sue me," which he could do, right? But I don't know. Like I don't know what the point of this whole thing they went through if Goodell was just going to come along and say, "Hey, you know what I mean?" Hey, it didn't matter. I don't care what the judge says. Uh, all right. So as far as the Falcon schedule, they open up in Detroit. Their preseason uh, schedule at Detroit at the Jets versus Jacksonville. All right, so regular season, win total, four and a half. They open up the season. They host the New Orleans Saints. They're not going to win the game, but I will say this, that they have played the Saints well over the years. And I say this in, I mean, forever. It's one. This is a rivalry that's one of those weird deals that I can tell you off the top of my head that the row team... Um, the road team has had a lot of success and or the underdog. It's, what, it's almost like a college rivalry. Like, it's sort of like, yeah, you know what I mean? But without being stated, I um, they're probably going to lose that game. Then they're going to go to the Rams. They're going to lose that game. They go to Seattle. <laughs> you know, can they win that game? It's winnable. Come on, it's winnable. It's winnable. I don't think they will. It'll be close, but I don't think they will. It's a battle. I think, You know what I mean? They'll be in it. Versus Cleveland, it's a battle. You know what I mean? Maybe they could, maybe if they could step up, Chubb will probably just run the ball down their throat. But um, 
Then it's at Tampa versus San Francisco, at Cincinnati versus Carolina versus the Chargers, at the Panthers versus the Bears, at Washington versus Pittsburgh, at the Saints, at Baltimore versus Arizona versus Tampa Bay. That last month is a real killer. At New Orleans, at Baltimore versus the Cardinals versus the Bucks. I got to tell you, though, there's some winnable games here. I don't think they'll beat New Orleans, but it's week one. Yeah, nobody ever really gets smoked in week one. The Seattle game, you want to argue they could win. The Cleveland game, I guess you could make an argument. One of the Carolinas, they do host the Bears. Uh, They're at Washington. You know what? I can see why they made it four and a half. Because if you look at this, there are sort of like four or five games that you could say, yeah, you know what? They could win those games. Plus, there's variables. Players get hurt on the other team leaving in. So what's your pick, Matthias? How many how many wins are they going to win? Ledbetter says two. I think, I think five. I'm going with over four and a half. I think they'll win. I think they'll win five to six games. That's what I told you before. Before you know, weeks and months ago, I I, I think this team's a lot better than what people. I forgot I took them about. last year. You reminded me. I'm like, oh yeah, I did take them. What was it last year? Seven and a half. Was it? What was it? Six and a half. How many games think, did they win last year? Because I only won by half a game. I think they won seven, Gabe. I want to say seven. And they beat the Saints last year at home in Atlanta, which was a huge win for that team. And you know what? The Falcons won a lot of games they weren't supposed to win last year where they thought, you know what? The Falcons are going to get cream this game. And they, they came still out had Matt Ryan, though, last year. Yeah, but they, they weren't they winning games because of him. They were winning games because Cordell don't, don't, Patterson don't, was playing. Don't fool yourself into thinking Marcus Mariota is as good as Matt Ryan. No, definitely not. They're completely two, two completely different quarterbacks. You know, like like Daryl said, one's gonna be running the ball, the other one's gonna be sitting in the pocket. Mario, the other team is gonna be built around Marcus Mariota and his legs. I just wonder how healthy he can stay. Mariota's always one hit away, one sprained shoulder away from being out for a couple games. You know, he's been injury prone in the NFL for a while now. This doesn't surprise me. But you know what? He he plays with guts, and that's something that he showed with the Raiders last year. You know, I kind of saw an older, more mature Marcus Mariota when he was actually on the field with the Raiders. You know, he was playing with some energy coming off of the bench. And, well, he did. You know, but he yeah, came he, in. Can Mar- Mariota's known to be a timid guy. You know, he's been he's a quiet guy since high school. He's been a quiet guy. And last year was the first time where I kind of saw him, like, not be the youngest guy in the room and kind of showing more maturity and showing more energy, being more of a leader, which, which I think he lacked in Tennessee. I don't want to be a jerk. I wish him the best, but he's going to get hurt. Um, he's gonna, I'm just telling you now, like that's my prediction. And he, I don't wish he, injury. Yeah, he puts his head he, down, Gabe. He's not supposed yeah, to. Be, he, he's not supposed to be trying to tackle linebackers. He's you know, gonna get. Aren't supposed to do that. He's gonna get smoked. Uh, the only real question is how long is it before Desmond Ritter is the quarterback? And if look, if Mariota doesn't get hurt, does he get through the first month probably, and then it just sort of gets into well, there's no real good spot to throw Ritter, and you're not throwing him in on uh, at Tampa versus San Francisco. Their schedule is tough. I don't think they're going to get to five. I'll say Atlanta win like three games this year. They're going to lose to the Saints, lose to the Rams, lose to the Seahawks, lose to the Browns, lose to the Bucks, lose to the Niners, lose to the Bengals. Maybe they can beat the Panthers. They're going to lose to the Chargers. They play the Panthers twice, so let's give them one of those. They could beat the Bears, which would get them the two. At Washington, what Desmond Ritter will be playing in the second half. Maybe he can run around and make plays. <laughs> Maybe three. They're not going to win last month. I'll go under four and a half. I'm going to go to – I'll go under. 
I'm going to add it to the portfolio. Them and the Bears. And that's going to suck because they play each other. So one of these teams is going to win that week. I hate that, but it also means that one of them is going to lose that week. <laughs> it's an automatic win and loss. Because <laughs> right, I already put in, listen, I already put in the Dolphins over eight and a half. I stand by it. I like it. I put in the Dolphins over eight and a half. I put the Browns in under nine and a half. My deal is I'm not I don't I'm not putting 200 bucks on these things and stuff. I'd like to put more, but you know what I mean. There's only there's a, you know a certain level to this, especially now if I want to put more on another team after. But I'm going a thousand a piece here. So I, um, I you know if if I'm going to put a thousand dollars on the future, I, I want to make sure that I'm in love with it. This isn't a one night stand. This is uh, we're getting married. All right, we're getting we're getting engaged at least. <laughs> like I I got to be like like you know I like the dolphins, but uh, I like the dolphins. And I liked, I liked this brown number. I was waiting for a brown number. They posted a nine and a half. I think it's wrong. And I hear there's nines already out there. So I don't like the Browns getting a 10. I like the Vikings, but I'm turned off by the nine and a half. It went up. I'm not, I'm not betting it. I'm not betting the Vikings to guarantee they're going to win 10 games. It's not, it's not happening. But I don't believe the Bears can get to seven. And looking at the Falcons schedule, listen, I don't think the Falcons are as bad as everybody thinks. But they're going to have problems. Their defense is terrible. Let's just call it out for what it is, right? They give up 27 points a game. Like, how much better is it really going to be this year? Like, all right, let's say they make kind of like they're going to be trailing all the time. Mariota's not like conducive to coming back. He's going to get lit up. He's going to get hurt. And Desmond Ritter's going to get in here. And and that's but I tell you what though, Ritter is the X factor, right? Ritter is the X factor because you know it's no offense against Mariota, but we know what he can do. You read between the lines, all right? You know, listen, we asked Daryl. This guy's been, you know, three days of practice. He goes, he has accuracy issues. <laughs> if you read between the lines of this stuff, you've been around. Arthur Smith, what do you think of the first week of practice? We need to hit more deep balls. We're having a problem with the deep ball. Well, get used to it, coach, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what do you think? So, and it's nothing against Mariota, but he is what he is. We already know who he is. We know what he's going to bring to the table. He's going to work hard. He's a good guy, like Matias said, and all this type of stuff, and they're going to get lit up. So, they're going to be better off with Ritter. And who knows? Maybe Ritter comes in as a superstar and starts running around and making plays for them, right? Like, we know Mariota ain't going to do that. But, you know, you can't start Ritter right away. So, I'll go under the four and a half with the Falcons. I'm just saying, they do have some winnable games here. You know, Seattle, though, I don't think Seattle are going to be as bad as everybody thinks either. What's Seattle's win total right now? Oh, what, what's Seattle checking in? Let me check this. We got we to get a Seattle guy on. Sando ain't coming on. We tried with Sando a couple of times, but I think Sando is good. He covers the I'll, Seahawks I'll get, for the Athletic. I'll get Curtis Crabtree. Yeah, Crabtree's good. Uh, Sando had that list, the tier list. And I don't know, he got ripped for it, but it wasn't him. Like it was like he just he he was just re- re- relaying what scouts were saying, but I don't think he wants to deal with it right now. Um, uh, and what GMs were saying. All right, so Seattle Seahawks, their win total is five and a half. I like Kenneth Walker a lot. I think Kenny Walker is a good running back, very good running back. Very good. I think I think Walker is going to move this. In fact, I think Walker could be a rookie of the year candidate. And we know Pete Carroll will give him the ball because Pete Carroll has no vision, all right? Stevie Wonder can see better than Pete Carroll can at this point in time as far as offensive vision is concerned. But we all know Stevie Wonder's not blind, but that's another story. 
That is, uh, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories here on the way out, but that is true, actually. <laughs> the Stevie Wonder can see thing. I shot, look up. <laughs> no, it is true. It's true, bro. Bro, there was, he got sitting courtside, Matthias. A ball bounced to him and he caught it, all right? Guy's playing a show with Paul McCartney. The mic stand falls. He, he caught it. He stuck his hand out. Oh, you, what, you felt the wind there, Stevie? Right? He can see. Uh, who Shaka Khan said he could see? Shaquille O'Neal says he can see. Dude, that dude, it's the funniest story ever with Shaq. Shaq lived in the same building as him in Los Angeles. Right? He lived in the same condo. And basically, Shaq would say that he would be like in the parking lot and, uh, and like far away from Stevie Wonder. And Stevie Wonder would say to him, Good game last night, Shaq. Hey, what up, Shaq? And he used to freak Shaq out. He's like, How did he see me? And then he realized he could see. I'm telling you, look it up. Stevie Wonder can see. <laughs> Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's 108 minutes in Sports Talk Radio. Thanks to uh, Daryl Orlando Ledbetter from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution for joining us. The Regenerated Cab Stewart and Ian Cameron, A.K. Bob Bano. We'll be throwing it down tomorrow night. It'll be, um, we'll be coming on right after the Raider game tomorrow night. Raiders and Jags. If you want our final breakdowns and everything, tomorrow we're going to be on at 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific on uh, these radio stations, or at least most of them. Uh, Sirius XM Channel 159, The Mothership, along with Sports Grid Radio, and uh, we're on TV uh, as well. We're on uh, various TV platforms, actually. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be back at 6, so we'll get our final picks. I'm really fired up for tomorrow night, though. NFL preseason, listen, am I fired up for the game itself? No. Uh, after about 10 minutes of watching this stuff tomorrow, you're going to go, oh, my God, this is bad. The CFL game will be more entertaining tomorrow, but... There's a process to this, right? It's like the christening of a ship, right? We're christening the ship. Cracking a champagne on the side, and it's like, all right, let's go, right? It's the first one, you know, first game up. I, I love the preseason. It's the memories, right? Like, I'm a Bills fan. I'm not on the East Coast anymore, but, like, what do we know? The Bills, like, they, I always knew football season when Steve Tasker would come on with his Honda commercials and stuff. Hey, Bills fans, hey, Bills Mafia, it's football season again. And, like, you know what I mean? You sort of you get to feel it. You know, the Jim Plunkett commercials on TV in Cali in Las Vegas. When you see Jim Plunkett throwing a football, you know, selling cars for Finley, you're like, oh, yeah, here we go. It's it's go time. I don't know. I always have, I always have a memory of going back. I swear to God, it's the same day that I missed Mr. T by, like, a minute or two. It's a true story, just like Homer Simpson. Mr. T was signing autographs on, like, Hollywood Boulevard, and I missed him by a minute or two because I got stuck in, like, uh, Toro, El Toro, California for, like, three days. Long story. 
Well, never forget, the Raiders played the Saints in the preseason. It was the first preseason game of the year. <laughs> the L.A. Raiders, and I was all stoked. I was like, oh, yeah, football's here. Football's here. Other than that, you're on your own. Take the Raiders on the money line later. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.